Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Scott. I'm Shatay, and we're the Hazes. Welcome to the Love Haze Podcast, where we believe that healing and wholeness are not just destinations. That's right, y'all. We believe they're a journey. And here on the Love Haze, we talk about how to navigate through it. So today, we're doing our first ever part two. This is the second part of our conversation about avoidance. Mm-hmm. During that conversation, we delved a little bit into communication styles. Mm-hmm. And we felt like it was important to just uh, have some time to take a closer look at that. Um, really want to talk about how communication is just a basis for maintaining relationships. Yep. So we're going to get into that thing today and talk about how things can get lost in translation. That's right. Welcome to our Black Love Journey. Let's get right into it. Let's go. Yeah. So we were trying to close out uh, our last episode, mm-hmm. and it was obvious that Mrs. Hayes had more to say <laughs> about communication styles. So we, I just want to give you some space to yeah. open that thing up, and let's do it together. Okay. So what are you thinking? Let's talk about communication. Yeah, I, I felt like there was more to unpack there. And I know we were talking about avoidance in the last episode, but this about communication styles and, mm-hmm. and how to be in relationship with folks and give grace to other people. I want to give some references, like how to jump this conversation off. We were watching um, the other night, the show, we watched the entirety of the series, or I guess it's a mini series called You Don't Know Me, right? Mm-hmm. On Netflix. Uh-huh. And um, we are, we were watching with our friends and there was a clear difference between the expectations or what women would have done versus what the men would have done when there's this break in the relationship, this girl moved in with the dude, she ghosts him, like whole ass, leaves the house, don't tell him where she's going, not picking up the phone. And he's like trying to find her. And so anyways, the, that really sparked a long ass night of us just being like, why wouldn't y'all da 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 And y'all be like, it don't make sense. She, she you know, she, she for the streets now, right. is what y'all kept saying. But it was just very clear differences on what the men were thinking versus the women. And then in the course of that conversation, it was like, well, we brought up the whole, there's a book um, from John Gray, not John Gray, the pastor uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that we know from like Lakewood and Relentless, but um, this PhD, John Gray, psychologist, John Gray, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. And the whole premise of that is communication and how, uh, we have different communication styles and different, um, even motivating factors. And so oftentimes we come to the table with our different perspectives and then it causes mm-hmm. a whole bunch of confusion, right? Disagreements. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought it would be great for us to talk more about that. I know in our own relationship, we do a really good job of saying, even if it's joking, but I, I appreciate that we do it. You'll say something and I'll be like, well, what I heard was, mm-hmm. You know, you'd be like, I didn't, I didn't sleep well last night. And I'll, I'll be like, well, what I heard was I snored the whole time and you'll never <laughs> want to sleep in a bed with me. And you know what I mean? Like just completely told myself this yeah. other story. And I think that's the premise of this men are from, from Mars, women are from Venus in, in terms of what someone is saying and what the other person is receiving from mm-hmm. that. Um, but, you know, you're the whole ass mental health professional. So you have anything to offer in terms of you know, communication styles are the differences mainly between men and women, or is it just people and, and, and your background and what you've been through and your perspective on life? And So that's, that's really uh, what I lean more to. I think it's about our background. I think it's about, you know, what we grew up with, what we heard um, just from a 
textbook standpoint there for different main recognized styles of communication that is passive, passive aggressive, uh, aggressive, and assertive. Mm. And so you really have to figure out what type of communication style you're dealing with when you're in relationship with someone. And there, especially in relationship, we have so many conversations about like the five love languages and knowing a person's love language and how important that is. Um, you know, understanding your partner's love language and being able to love them in that way, having them understand yours and kind of receiving in that way. And I think that, you know, knowing a person's communication style is is just as important when you are dealing with that person. So I lean less towards like and men from Mars and women are from Venus, because I, I just believe that I, I want us all to take our humanity back and be humans first. Okay, so then you just dropped four. I told y'all we need a whole ass glossary in dealing with that hand. So I need you to define, like what, give us an example of what each of those looks like. You said aggressive, wait, passive, passive, aggressive, aggressive, and assertive. Can you like, what, what does it look like? I'll try to line them up succinctly yeah, as yeah. best as I can. So passive is more of the people who really uh, you have this idea of just kind of shrinking and yielding to what other people have to say. Okay. They are in relationship uh, at work or wherever. We have those people who are more passive at our jobs who really don't say anything, mm-hmm. who really just whatever the direction is, they'll go with it. Mm-hmm. You have those folks and that's passive. You have those folks who are aggressive who are loud, they talk over people, they give the direction, they tell you what they want to, what they want you to do and all that kind of thing and what they don't understand and all this kind of stuff. It, it feels like, like, why are you yelling at me? Uh, passive aggressive people like really don't say a lot, but they'll be feeling the kind of way and they'll send like those snarky kind of emails that without really, saying without saying it directly, mm-hmm. that's so annoying. And but they'll be in the meeting and won't say anything. Won't be attending. Like, oh yeah, I heard you. I understand the assignment, and then send some bullshit on the side. Yeah. That's more passive aggressive. And then those people who are assertive. That's really like um, based on the communication styles. The more ideal form of communication where you're able to communicate what it is that you want the person to hear. It doesn't come across as like I'm overbearing. I also hear you. I'm a, I am asserting, though, that this is the direction that we're going in. And nobody feels like unheard mm-hmm. in those in those communication styles. Mm-hmm. So most people would like to be uh, assertive. But for most of us, it's a journey to get there. And that's basically what we were talking about in part one of this, the last conversation about mm-hmm. avoidance. Without naming it, we were saying it really is best, I think, or most fruitful to have an assertive mm-hmm approach to communicating with other people because you go be passive Mm -hmm. thinking you're keeping the peace and really you're just storing up resentment and opportunities to suffer the the relationship um yeah how do you see these kind of showing up in life communication styles these i mean are you able to quickly spot you know when someone's being one or Mm -hmm. the other and uh a lot of times for me, just I think having the knowledge of like communication styles, I'm able to kind of weave that into the way that I practice and also the way that I live my regular life. And when we were talking about in our last conversation about being able to understand people in the way that they grew up, yeah, to you know take into account people's humanity and finding the, the way to have some grace for people and but also to have like you know this uh empathy for folks as well. I think that's all a part of it. And is to me is is much like knowing their 
love language yeah. and understanding that, you know, people not doing it necessarily on purpose. People have found something that works for them, you know, based on their life experience mm-hmm. and they're showing up in that space the best that they can based on what they know, you know, and, you know, I just need to know your communication style, but also I can know your communication style. And this is where like love languages and communication styles kind of split for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I can know your love language and try to learn your love language and, and bend to that a little bit because mm-hmm. you're my person. But knowing your communication style means that I try to meet you there, but also bring you to the middle to, you know, want you to uh, and want us both to do better in order to stay in relationship. So that that's a thing for us what we know each other's communication style, but I say, okay, I hear you. And what I heard, what what we always do, what I heard was this thing, because I know your communication style and being like, okay, what do we need to do? What else needs to be said here to get us to the place where there is understanding? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, I guess, what are your thoughts then on on the communication styles now that now that you heard them and are there um any differences for you? What do you mean differences in what way? Like even in our conversation last night, uh you and you and our friend were just like, uh, men don't be doing this and y'all don't be listening and da 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 da. I I I I will I will put it out. The caveat for me is that I I think it's easy to be like men don't and women don't and da 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 da. But mm-hmm. what are your thoughts? And I, I want your honesty. Not that you're right or wrong. I just want to know what you think. Do you think it's a man and woman thing? No, I don't think it's a man and woman thing. There are some differences in men and women in terms of, and I think that's the whole premise of of that book that I just mentioned, the mm-hmm. men are from Mars, women are from Venus. And it, there are some parts of the book where it's like men focus on their abilities and they want to be problem solvers. And women really focus on like partnership, relationship and having a safe space to express their emotions and like how there's friction between those. So I think in some instances that could be the case, but not just because we're male and female, it's probably more because of the societal norms of how we raise Mm -hmm. little girls and little boys. And then, you know, we grow up to have these, but there are, are differences in our background. I think the thing that keeps us lost in translation is like when we don't call those things out. And so there are certain expectations around how we show up, uh, roles in the relationship or in the home based on how you grew up, uh, the love languages, right? So things mm-hmm. that keep us lost in translation and, and misunderstanding. If I don't know that, you know, you actually prefer to be affirmed verbally or that you prefer that some quality time. And if I'm over here, like, well, I keep the house clean and I iron your clothes and like, I do all of these things, but you're still feeling like there's a disconnect here. Those are the things that keep us lost in translation. I see that. Um, in my relationships with, with others, um, those are the things that really show up more than gender sex for sure. So for me, I think the, the things that, uh, keep us lost in translation are centered around like trying to explain away someone's behavior rather than, um, having a conversation about it rather than, um, saying that I want to engage and figure it out. Mm. Uh, I think one of, I get so sick of uh, the gender wars 
on Facebook, mm. uh, on social media, and different conversation on. And I think people right now, especially uh, a lot of single black men, are, uh, are catching hell, and single black women are catching hell because um, people are taken to their podcast to like spew their ideas about why men and women don't this and why men and women don't that. And one of the things that I hate most about that is it it gives this idea that I'm giving you the key to why all men do this mm. and why all women do this like rather than I think the one of the keys to like being our greatest selves is just like navigating the journey together. Mm-hmm. like sitting down and having the conversation about why you feel the way that you feel and why I feel the way that I feel. And I think one of the reasons why we always give a, give a disclaimer that we ain't nobody's relationship experts. Mm-hmm. We are just people who are fans of like having a conversation, like saying that whether it's this relationship or our friendships or our parents mm-hmm. or whoever it is, I'm saying to the person, like, I choose you to be in relationship yeah. with. And I want to take the time to get to know you so that we can navigate together. I want to know what's important to you. I want to know your communication style. I want to know your love language. And I want to be able to figure out how we can remain in a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's important rather than excusing it away. I don't want this life where we excuse away people's behavior. And just like, oh, he's just a man. Uh, she's just well, a woman. Well, yeah, we're men and women. Just like we say, black people aren't a monolith. Men and women mm-hmm. aren't monoliths either. There exactly. are um, people say this: the idea of having masculine and feminine energy. But there are women with more masculine energy. Mm-hmm. You even say to the point, the gentleman's point in the book. He's saying that men prefer to focus on their abilities and problem solve. But you tell me all the time, like, I'm not looking for you to solve anything. Like I almost don't want to tell you stuff because you're going to try to find a solution to it. And so in in that case, like there are nuances to people just based on how they're wired and and what they experience. And we know that people come to the table to any situation with all of their uh, past experiences, beliefs, teachings, all of that educational mm-hmm. background, their culture, bring all of that to the table and it informs how they show up. That's called something. I forgot what it's called. I learned it in um, grad school. Something about your like horizons, like you, the, the, the place where this experience meets like all of your past stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to find that, but it's a, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it is, it's more than just, mm-hmm man and woman it's that and and also even with um the way that that you show up in that way and it's not you know just just a man thing it's definitely how you show up but there have been points in our relationship where that thing that was wonderful for me mm. uh even getting this podcast off the ground when i was telling you about this idea you were like okay so what are we doing next mm-hmm. and you started ordering stuff off amazon <laughs> and then our lights were here and then we had mics <laughs> and then we had headphones that we don't use <laughs> You know, we had all of these things and I appreciated that because in that moment, I needed someone who was solution focused in that way and who was willing to just be like, hey, we can do this. But that's not my every day. And that is the journey to being in relationship with someone like relationships will ebb and flow. And there will be times when I need your solutions, but there will be times when I just need you to hear me, like to be a sounding board. And. To me, that's that's the beauty of being in relationship with someone who who is willing to allow you to ebb and flow and willing to say that, yeah, I needed this thing on last Wednesday, but today I don't need that. 
and you to be in a good enough standing in relationship and healthy enough relationship for you to be able to be that on last Wednesday and then be able to be this on this Wednesday because I told you what it is that I need. Mm -hmm. And that is what it takes to be invested in relationship Mm -hmm. to me. So if you're invested, then that's what it is. And so uh, I guess my next question is then what's what's the haze of translating? different communication styles the haze and i think this is the case for just relationship in general communicating Mm -hmm. with people being with whatever the case is when it comes to two beings that are not the same Mm -hmm. it's having the self-awareness it's awareness awareness of self this is how i prefer to communicate or this is what this is how my needs are met and the key to that book the reason that it's been so successful is that it's given people the awareness to understand if we're having friction it's not because we're on opposing sides it's literally because we are understanding different things we are communicating mm-hmm. different things we have different motivations we have different desires and so the haze is like if you don't have that awareness you could really just be out here thinking like this other person ain't shit. They're not trying mm-hmm. to hear me. They're tr- not trying to see me. And they're really just like, actually, this is just how I see the world. This is how I process my mm-hmm. life. This is how I show up. So if there is no understanding of yourself and understanding that everybody is not like you, it will likely keep you in confusion and miscommunications and, and that kind of thing. You know, if you can't yeah. get, here's another one. If you can't, get away from the stories you tell yourself. Mm-hmm. If you can't like see something for what it is, if you can't see a conversation through to get more understanding and you're just over here, I don't know, either being passive or being whatever and assigning meaning to somebody's behavior or speech right. without knowing the full story, mm-hmm. that's going to keep you in constant mm-hmm. miscommunication. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I think that it is uh garnering understanding from, uh, and as much as we we talk trash to each other and you say things like, well, what I heard you say was <laughs> this. I, I think that you're, you're always honest mm-hmm. about what you heard. And there is this thing in, in my profession about being able to use your I statements and just being able to say, OK, what I heard was and what I understood was. And then giving me permission to be able to clarify, like that's I, I understand that that's what you heard. What I meant for you to hear was this and given more information rather than shrinking back, being passive and taking that information, holding it and being like, this person don't care about me because they said X, Y, and Z. Taking the time to get more, um, get more information, get clarity. I have a coworker who always asks these questions and she's just be like, look, I need clarity. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that about her Mm -hmm. because it'd be some of us that, that will hear some stuff and we'll have like a meeting after the meeting. And be like, I can't believe that moment. And she'll be on the call and be like, I just need clarity yeah. because I don't understand this. And I really appreciate that about her. Just like I appreciate what you have to say when you say what I heard was because it makes me be able to do some reflection. So, and, and being a reflective listener is a very good quality because you're able to tell the person what it is that you heard. And they have the opportunity to be like, no, that's not what I meant. So you have to be a master of doing reflective listening, and that can can be a a, a lot of the haze. Um, also, uh, just experiential learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, experiential learning just means like 
I'm experiencing this relationship with you and your uniqueness and your humanity for the very first time. Mm-hmm. At baseline, and you notice me, at baseline, I, ch- I choose you. I want to do this with you. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to navigate this journey to figuring it out with you. That can be a haze. It can be difficult. We won't always be in agreement. Yeah. Um, but I'll choose you and let's navigate it together. That requires some uh, some level of vulnerability, too, mm-hmm. which we already know is uncomfortable. The other thing, though, in, in terms of using those I statements, what you're doing, the benefit you said for you is like being able to have reflective listening. I'll say another benefit for the person saying it. And now I think we're getting kind of into the how do you navigate the haze. Mm-hmm. Another benefit is that... Um, I get to say the story I was telling myself out loud and like that freeze, you know how they say like, if you have shame, if you just say it out loud, it it frees you from that Mm -hmm. shame. It like freeze, you just put it all on the table. So now it's not just the story I'm telling myself. Mm -hmm. Like I've said it out loud and you get to combat that story or Mm -hmm. you get to negate that story. So I'm basically saying the story I'm telling myself is like, I'm, I'm difficult. If we go back to this, you're not sleeping well, me snoring, which I do snore. Um, but I'm telling myself it's too hard for him to sleep with me. I'm not making it comfortable. And at some point he's going to not want to sleep in the same room with me because I snore. So that's why me saying like, Oh, what I heard is, you know, I'm a difficult person to, to sleep with. And you get to say, I I actually wasn't saying that at all. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you'd be like, I worked out too hard and I was sore and I couldn't get comfortable Mm -hmm. or (laughs) I was thinking about how I had to get up early and do this thing for work. And I just, my mind wouldn't shut Mm -hmm. off. So I've made this whole scenario about Mm me, right? Four agreements going back to that. Everything ain't about you. And you say that to me all the time. Like everything ain't about you. (laughs) And, but I get to say out loud, what I heard is this thing. And you're like, actually, that's not anybody checking for you in this situation. But well, I'm always (laughs) checking for you, but and you do snore and it's fine. I do sometimes as well. Yes, you do. But wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) But it, it is like creating space to be able to have those conversations where you don't have to shrink back. Yeah. Like you can just assert that this is the thing. And so I think sometimes it's, it's like almost having those surface level conversations sometimes when people ask you like, how are you? And they really don't want to know, mm. you know, we have to stop having surface level conversations and really be invested in whatever the answer is. You know, that is the investment. That is the, um, the learning mm-hmm. and and the journey itself. Mm-hmm. Like I really do want to know if I ask you something, I'm really invested in whatever that answer is and how we can better communicate through through that that ebb or that flow or or whatever correction needs to be made in yeah. that moment. Like we gotta figure out what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Are there any other uh, ways to navigate this aside from calling it out in the moment? More self awareness. Anything that could help keep folks uh, speaking the same language in some way? Um, I think just just uh, creating spaces where it's okay to um, to say the thing or to, to even have misunderstanding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it all starts uh, for me with just being honest and just saying that uh, I may have misheard or um, I've being able to even tell people like I I saw this through the lens of this other mm-hmm. thing that happened to me, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering if this is happening happening again or if I'm misreading you or something like that. Like take ownership of what it is that you're feeling in that moment. Um, 
so much of, of what we do, I think we try to like um, prepare, right? Or we try to, um, what is it called when you, you strike first, when you think that you're, you're under attack? Um, we, we try to, um, I was thinking anticipate, but that, is, that doesn't feel like the right word. It's kind of like a preemptive strike. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, right that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Huh, we try to preemptive, preemptively strike mm-hmm. and say that and determine what it is that a person is thinking or mm-hmm. what and prepare ourselves or brace for whatever it's going to be rather than just coming like to this honest space. And that goes back to your idea and what you said earlier about like at baseline, we on the same team, mm-hmm. right? So you ain't got to come here with your shoulder pads on. You ain't got to put your defense on. Like come here seeking understanding so that we can get on the same page and understand that you ain't got to be in attack mode. Like what I heard was, you know, this, you know, and just be honest about that thing. And I really think if, if we do more of that, and honestly, I don't, I don't have that perfected because there are days when I'm like, yeah, you know, y'all my face. <laughs> But to that point, what helps me a lot of the times, what helps me learn how to navigate through different situations is I learn by models. So sometimes Mm -hmm. I either need to see it or I actively need to give you examples or I need to have examples of words I can use to help Mm -hmm. me. And then I can finesse those words to be true to myself. One, some words that really help me navigate misunderstandings with other people were these, and maybe this will help somebody. I was operating with the understanding that X, Y, and Z was going to happen, but it sounds like you had a different understanding. Mm-hmm. Can you, mm-hmm. can, can we talk me through what you thought we were supposed to be doing or what you thought we were mm-hmm. supposed to accomplish? When I learned to use those words in that way, that was so helpful for me because yeah. it was like, okay, okay, it really helped it be not about some shortcomings of, or of the person itself. It really helped me be like, okay, we just, saw have different perspectives of of this thing yeah. or this topic and if we could just make it about that how we had different understandings then it becomes it frees you because something we didn't mention about the haze is that people tend to attack other people especially when yeah. you're in arguments it really hurts my heart when people when they're in a disagreement and they immediately attack the person instead of like it's actually the miscommunication or the challenge that is the obstacle not Person, can mm-hmm. you imagine if it were if you came to me and was like, and you were like, I didn't sleep well, and I immediately was like, Well, you ain't easy to sleep with either, and you mm-hmm. this and you this, and I don't like the way you look mm-hmm. when you sleep, and like I immediately start personally attacking you. Right. Like, can you mm-hmm. imagine? Like, then all of a sudden there's resentment for this other thing, and you're like, Also, mm-hmm. I wasn't even, it had nothing to do with you know, like, and right. so I think a lot of people get stuck in cycles because they immediately go on the defense personally attack right. and really you got to step back and say okay what is it about the situation how can we come to a mutual understanding at mm-hmm. least of the situation and how to move forward right and i think when we have those conversations it's always uh rooted in like when there is good good soil here mm-hmm. and we are trying to grow it's always rooted in like i'm i want to see how things can be better for you mm-hmm. and not how I can, um, you know, be on the defensive about my behavior. Mm-hmm. Like I always want to be, and we talked about this last conversation. So we're bringing it over. Mm-hmm. It's about building and things being fruitful. Mm-hmm. So when you have that standpoint, I think that you're ba- better able to have some of those conversations yeah. and have a better understanding because, okay, we're building. Uh, we want this to be fruitful. We want to find our better. 
So I know that this is what this is about. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you gotta say it out loud. Like same team, man. Like I'm I'm behind you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We're going for the same thing. We both want success. So I ain't no fight here. Don't fight me. We fighting against this other thing. This other thing. Mm-hmm. And with that, what does it look like to be in? I don't know if it's agreement or alignment or healthy relationship. I don't know. I guess all of those can kind of be synonymous. What does it look like to be on the same team, but be individuals and like have Mm -hmm. different perspectives and different love languages and different communication styles, but find a way to still be in one accord or make it work? I think being people who um, normalize uh, asking questions. When you don't understand, mm-hmm. uh, being people who normalize, like getting clarity, mm-hmm. being people who normalize, like setting the tone for uh, conversation, for relationship, for all of those different things that, uh, you know, we've kind of touched on in the past. But um, that's that's healthy to me. It's not unhealthy to have discord or have disagreement. Right. And I think um, when you have this mindset that like if we're ever in disagreement then that means that like we're getting ready to part ways you know uh having this idea that disagreement and um healthy discourse are are always good things and it's helping us get to where we actually want to be rather than having this idea of avoidance where i don't ever want to have difficult conversations and if we do then it's bad it's not bad Uh, i think it's very much healthy Mm-hmm. To have those conversations and disagreements and, mm-hmm. you know, be able to talk our way through things that we don't agree on. I think it comes down to acceptance, mm-hmm. accepting who you are, accepting who the other person is and um, allowing that person. And I don't want to say acceptance as if like you don't ever expect the other person to do better, be better. So not mm-hmm. a like, well, this is all they're capable of. And so mm-hmm. not a settling acceptance, right. but an acceptance of. This is actually just how the person is. Understanding yeah. acceptance, acceptance, a non-judgmental acceptance of likely this person. This is how this person is going to show mm-hmm. up to the conversation. I now know, for example, uh, it's going to take you a minute to process thing. I think mm-hmm. we had a, a amazing breakthrough that it took us a couple of years to get to yesterday, and um, I was truly thankful for the moment when I was, you know, in my dreamer mode and writing out ideas and excited about things we could produce and what we're going to next. And you were tired and you were like, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, I think it was the day before. before. And you were like, I don't want you to think I didn't hear you, but I'm tired and I need a minute. And I was like, thank you for saying that. And we can just talk about this another day. Cause a lot of times in the past, you just like, it takes you a minute to respond. And so I would miss, I would, interpret that as like ignoring me mm-hmm. like did you not hear what i just said to you 30 you seconds ago <laughs> a response. You know, I, I promise you get on my nerves so bad and yeah. so did I, you hear me i just i don't i know you heard me talking about we're gonna do x y and z and we're gonna have this platform and it's gonna be for everybody black <laughs> and you didn't hear me say that and i feel like sorry but it, it won't even be big things it'll be a small thing like how are you feeling? Like, what would you like to eat? And it takes you, I have to accept, it takes you at least a good 30 to 45 seconds, sometimes longer to craft a response in your head. And I have to understand that that is just you processing mm-hmm. versus me. I would, I would actually kind of like, well, I don't know. Let me think about it. That's what I would say immediately. So you know that I heard you. Um, sometimes I think you call it attending. You say I attend well, but anyways, I, I digress. The point is, you really just said, you know what? 
I ain't got it right now, but I did hear you. And that was like, that just moved my heart so much. I was like, mm-hmm. we we grew up, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So does that mean you're going to let me alone when I come uh, home at the end of the day? I don't know. Probably but, not. But at least now I think we, we just came to an understanding like, okay, he needs time and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And she needs a response and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And so there's acceptance there. Mm-hmm. And now we are still on the same team. We ain't fall out. We ain't tell other stories. It's just like, you know, we create mm-hmm. a space for us each other to show up in the way that we just mm-hmm. are. You know what I mean? And we can both get our needs met mm-hmm. in, in due time. Mm-hmm. 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 That was a beautiful growth moment for the haze of y'all. Already. Appreciate it. We still together. <laughs> <laughs> so what does this moment feel like? What is your music for the moment for this conversation? I mean, this Seven Streeter saying is a forever move for me from mm. the first time I ever heard it back mm. in 2017. I think when this album dropped, uh, I don't even know the name of the album, but I remember hearing it for the first time. And she said in this album, and I said it several times on this podcast, mm. everybody's grown till it's time to have a conversation. Amen. That was like a through line or something. But she said, it, I was like, yes, it's so <laughs> real. Everybody want to be around here talking about I'm grown and, you know. Mm-hmm. independent and all of this. And then it comes time to have a conversation and they can't find words right. to say things unless somebody reading and they doing all of this. Right. right. Then they got all the words, right. but, uh, but just having an honest conversation with another human being about how you yeah. feel or how they feel. People don't know how to do it. So anyways, I digress again. Um, <laughs> got off my soapbox. There's a song called translation. And the very first 20 seconds of the song, it's not, she's not even singing, but she was like, I could tell you feel the way you ain't saying something, but you're saying something. Like you're not mm. saying something and saying something. And then she was like, everybody grown till it's time to have a conversation. And mm. so the whole song is just her saying, like, if you shut up, if I shut up, we could probably get to <laughs> get right. to a place where we are understanding each other. But the the for me, the meaning of it is just this whole idea of communicating well with somebody else and like yeah. just Listen to me. I will listen to you. We'll find the words to understand how we're both mm-hmm. feeling. But you can't get anywhere if you don't just say it. Right. Just freaking say it, man. Mm-hmm. Use your words, grown people. Oh, we <laughs> almost made it through the whole episode without you saying it. We almost made yeah. it. And I would like to stress, like I said in part one, for me, I'll be specific. This is my choice, my preference. It doesn't even have to be verbal. You don't have yeah. to pick up the phone. You you can write it out. You can email it. You can mail me a letter. Mm-hmm. You can text it. Like, But just find the words and say it if the Change relationship something. is important to you. Like yeah. just, just please say it. Yeah, because if we're in relationship, then we can translate it together. Yeah. Even if, I don't, if we don't understand each other. Yeah. So now we may be speaking the same English language, but we may not be speaking the same communication style. That's it. And a commitment to translating. Again, I identify with that. So mm-hmm. right. uh-huh. Run that. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna let you have that. Thank you, sir. Get a little donation. <laughs> Any other thoughts on this? You feel like no, we're gonna I mean, set it uh, all. We're gonna set all the words about it. No, nah, I think you know. Like I said, when we were getting ready to talk about doing a part two. I think the unique thing about it, uh, even having to bring this over to another conversation, and I think it'll still show up in other conversations, is a lot of this is about understanding that it's going to be something that's ongoing. Yeah. Uh, and that's what it signifies here for me, is that 
you know, we are making a commitment to continue trying to understand each other on an ongoing basis. And it's important that we do that. Like, uh, and what I needed yesterday won't, won't be what I need today. Mm-hmm. And that's the importance of being in relationship and being committed to our commitments to mm-hmm. just try to understand each other better. Being committed to our commitments. That's the mm-hmm. word. Yeah, absolutely. Well, beautiful. Uh, if y'all are watching from YouTube, please rate and subscribe this Please. video subscribe to uh the love hazes channel you'll get uh, notifications when we drop new episodes if you are joining us from spotify or apple google podcasts any of our other streaming platforms please uh give us a rating and a review uh so we can uh spread the word and and yeah. and grow grow these conversations grow what we're doing uh to yeah touch more of the community help our folks absolutely And with that, like we always say, life will always present you with a haze, fam. Like, it's just, life is gone life. We we have everything that we need uh, within us to navigate through it. That's right. And we're going to navigate the journey together. So join us this time, every time, Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm We're going to be right here trying to figure it out together. All right. See y'all next time. Holla. Peace.